0: let's be honest we all play that role and we're we're sitting here bullshit you know I (laughs) want to be full of shit here Uh, I've played the role of the victim before I've had those men those moments where I'm like well it's someone else's someone else's fault that we didn't do this or didn't get this you know didn't you know win this football game about I've played that that same role before and I think that's just in us you you said it earlier we're wired that way now it's just about how long are you going to sit there and be the victim
1: And what oh, oh, no. Well this is awkward.
2: <laughs> I thought I was I was the guy that brings us in. I thought, I thought that was my job.
1: <laughs> You've been replaced by somebody far less superior. Darren, how's your shoulder feeling? You just got the second COVID shot. The shoulder feels great, man. Mm-hmm. I do feel a little weird, what, though. Or do they put it in your butt?
0: Let's see. <laughs> pause. <laughs> really? Are we are we? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> hey, it's a damn shot, man. It's, it's a shot shot in, in the shoulder. It's in shot. You, you can hey. uh, get a shot no, in the no, butt. Yeah, you can't. That's Tordal.
3: No, no,
1: I was going to
2: say the, the, butt the, D-ball cheek. the D-ball that you and the Cowboys used to take back in the 90s. No, no, that's about No, nothing about that. life. Was it D-ball or
0: eight ball you used to
1: take back in the 90s? No balls. Hey, we never took balls. Oh. We gave the balls. Wow. Okay.
2: This show took a really inappropriate start. See, this
1: is Tyler. This is why you usually bring us in. No, but seriously, how you feel? Second shot, I feel a little people weird. Say, man. Yeah, people say. I, it's a I, little... I just
0: got it what two uh, two hours ago, and the first shot I got, it was a Pfizer shot. The First shot got, I was fine, no problem. This one, I just feel a little a little different. I mean, I don't, yeah. I'm not, I don't feel sick, but it, it's like immediate. Yeah, really, That I felt a little different. Yeah.
2: Do you think it's like placebo, warm? or do you think because you're thinking about it? No, but it's I like for didn't, sure. Honestly,
0: the first time I got the shot, didn't even think about it. Yeah. So this time, same thing, I just walked in, got the shot, and it, it was so fast. I walked in, my appointment was at 9 o'clock, I walk in the door, bam, get the shot, and I sit down for 15 minutes, and you have to wait, you know, 15 minutes so you don't make sure you don't die, and then you walk out, and nothing, I didn't even feel anything, I, no big deal, and I got in the car, and I was like, man, that, huh. that's different, huh? and it's not like it's something extreme, it just feels a little bit lighter See, I've, I've
2: talked to multiple people that have had covid that then got the vaccination after the fact and the reaction to the second shot was very different mm-hmm. than people that have not gotten covid right um and i think it all obviously depends on and i'm, I'm not an expert in this so i'm not yeah. claiming to be but it's just interesting i know you had it a year ago Yeah, June. can you believe almost yeah, yeah i guess almost a year Gosh, it's been that long, long time. Yeah, it feels so I, like. I wonder yeah. if you even have the antibodies still in your system. I, you if know, they, there would be a reaction, I have no idea, man. I mean, <laughs> I don't look.
0: I, I'm that guy that you know. I, I felt like I, I needed to get the vaccine because there's going to be a lot of things I want to do this summer. I want to travel. I'm going to get back on the road. I don't know what the airlines are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to require you
1: to fly to Europe. They Are they going to require? They give you a they barcode. They give you a card. They, they tattoo a barcode right <laughs> yeah. on your, arm. Yeah. On your forehead. A little, <laughs> little chip <laughs> in your yeah. forehead.
0: So where's your barcode? <laughs> it's in my pocket. It's my wallet, dog. That's what they give you. They give you a little card. Huh. I took a picture of it on my phone and, you know. If I need to
1: use it. It's there. Did you have any reservations at all? None. Like, second thoughts? No, of, my wife does. They, I, I they just v- formulated this thing and no. shooting up millions of people. No, no. Like, hey, man,
2: get it and go. Don't worry about all that. I feel like yeah. this so, could be so the beginning of like that. some science fiction movie where they like injected you with like a tracking. Chip. <laughs> I am a legend, and, dude. and, and they're
1: and they're now gonna like have control over all the population. Dude, last that took a year, yeah. right when all, this all went down, the lockdowns and everything, there was a movie. Is the Divergent series? Y'all remember that? Oh series? yeah. Huh? And the last one in that series was about a Elizabeth. Do you remember this? Okay. Well, the last one about in the series was about a worldwide disease that was people when they got it they turned into like. Blood sucking, not zombies, but like they—I guess they wanted to eat other cannib- cannibalists. I guess yeah, yeah. so. It was just this whole movie, and it was literally was—they right, played it right after the pandemic. I don't know if they meant to do that or not. Probably did. <laughs> just
2: been sitting on that one for
1: a yeah. while. Just Would You imagine
0: there? if I just turned, all of a sudden, yeah, you just start turning, you start biting my neck. Tyler
1: yeah, so might appreciate it, but I, I don't think <laughs> I'd like. I like, like I little nibbles don't. here and there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, to the topic at, that we were really going to discuss. We're glad that you're doing well. Hopefully. Yep. Uh, yes. You
2: Hopefully. know, though, that the elderly could get their shots a long time ago, right? <laughs> Nothing to do with elderly. Dude, I walked in.
1: Yes, it like, did. You were, you were one of the first were, like,
0: eligible people. Like, no, they kicked me out the first time. First time they saw me, they were like, oh, hell no. You're Sir, can we take young. blood
1: from you to inject <laughs> into others? <laughs> is that what they said? Uh, but when I say, so the real topic at hand, Darren, I've got a question for you. And Tyler, you can answer as well. Oh, Thanks. When, when you hear the term, (laughs) when you hear the term victim mentality, Darren, what do you think? Uh,
0: I think it's rampant. Um, I think it makes me cringe at times just to hear that because there's so, but there's so much more around just the victim mentality, but when you hear that word, it it makes me cringe in the sense of, you know, that people aren't, that we're not willing to overcome. Like there's like, you're okay. Just wallowing around in this feeling of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. So that's the word that, that I would say hopelessness is victim mentality. And it's you know, I know it's our topic today, and I don't want to take up that time because I can go on a rampage on, on this. But, you know, Tyler, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Mm-hmm. What is it that
2: you think of when you hear the word victim mentality? So I, I agree with you. I think it's rampant. Uh, I think it naturally, we are, as people, we're wired to think that way. Because think about, think about it as a parent. You know, you're a two-year-old, four-year-old, six-year-old. It's never their fault, right? It's somebody else's fault. It's not, you know, it's not, why am I getting in trouble or I didn't do this. There's always, we're wired that way. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes me cringe, like you said, too, because one is we have parents that are not raising their children to take ownership Mm -hmm. of their own actions because we have so many parents that are absent and let babysitters, let nannies, let school, let daycare raise their kids and pour into their kids. And and that's a trait I feel like parents, grandparents, like family members specifically are designed to do. Those are lessons that they teach. Mm-hmm. A teacher can't do that. Um, coaches, you know, they can start to... to, to to, to teach that but parents have to set the foundation of taking ownership and so it's become rampant because you know for the last 20 plus years now we have these kids that don't have to take ownership mm-hmm. because everything has been done for them everything has been easy so when something goes wrong then it's not their fault right it's somebody else's fault it's no, like I can't do anything right. I don't have control over anything because they've never had control in their life. They've right. never had responsibilities at a young age. They've never had, they never had to take the trash cans out. They never had to do the dishes. They never had to mow the lawn. They never right. had to do all of those things where they had ownership in the work that they did and realize, okay, the effort that I put into it, I actually can control that. I can right. control what I do. The victim mentality says I'm not in control. The victim mentality says, means you know that everybody else dictates my future right and that and that to me that makes me cringe because that's that's a hard way to live can you just right. and like you said the hopelessness like can you just imagine like my success is 100% dictated on everyone else exactly yeah like that is hopeless yeah mm-hmm. and it's like you're a puppet
0: Yes, and you can't do anything for yourself, and you can't think for yourself, and you can't act for yourself, and you can't get angry. You can't do this and this. It's it's that's the part of it that that you know. Again, as we as you said, what do I think about hopelessness? And I've yeah. lived that growing up. I lived the fact of hey, you know, I was just born into this, it's where we live. This is what we do. I mean. Everyone around me is this way. Everyone around me doesn't have a parent. Doesn't have a father in their life. Man, I'm just it's
2: Well, I can do about it. Let's take it to the guys that. Uh, let's take it to the football field first. Right. We've we've all three of us have played with guys that if they busted a route, busted a coverage, fit a gap wrong, whatever, it was somebody else's fault. Always, right. there are those guys, mm-hmm. and that mentality, that victim mentality. How often did that translate to good players?
0: no at all because most of those good players took take, it, take it, accountability extreme ownership ownership yeah.
2: Yeah. of it right yeah. and i mean you think about okay why are those guys doing that it's because they've always been told they were the best they always you know they didn't have to work very hard they didn't put in the time they were just naturally good mm-hmm. i mean you think of so many guys that it was always oh this coach hates me or uh I didn't get the opportunity. This dude, you know, he did this or the strength coach. He he screwed me up and hurt me in the weight room or the training staff. I mean, it's those guys. It's always somebody somebody else's fault. Right. right? And, and that, I mean, there's, there's guys like that. You think in the, in the, in the office, in the business world, there's people all over. Yeah. I mean, it's, it look, let's be honest. We all play that role.
0: We're sitting here bullshit. You know, I don't want to be <laughs> full of shit here. I, I've played the role of the victim before. I've had those men, the, those moments where I'm like, "Well, it's someone else's, someone else's fault that we didn't do this or didn't get this. You know, didn't you know win this football game?" About I've played that that same role yeah. before, and mm-hmm. I think that's just in us. You, you yeah. said it earlier. We're wired
2: that way. Yeah.
0: Now it's just about how long are you going to sit there and be the victim? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And Ben, you've said it quite a bit. Is that there's times that you're like, I just don't deserve to be successful. I don't deserve to reach all this success. And, and I'm not saying that that's the victim mentality, but like it plays into it, right? It plays into a paralysis of going and getting what you want to accomplish as opposed to, I don't deserve it. I I shouldn't get there. Now you are a great example of someone that says, okay, I don't, I may, may feel like I don't deserve it, but dang it, I'm going to, go work my tail off to get it anyways. Right. And I'm going to prove everyone else wrong that I think, whether it's, you know, falsely created in your mind or internally created, um, you know, or by someone else is, okay, I'm going to prove all of them wrong. Myself, you, everybody, because I'm going to go out work it. But we do all have that. Mm-hmm. There's so many times it's like, I just, I can't do anything. Right. I, right. I, how many and times do I say to this to my wife right? all yeah. the time? Like, I can't do anything right. I just, I mean, I can't do, like, I don't know what to do anymore. I just can't do anything right. I'm always, I'm always this. Like, what a little (laughs) bee. You know?
1: Well, that's what I was going to ask you is, you know, because at first you started talking about, you know, these people have never taken out the trash for themselves. They've never done anything. And my follow-up question to you was going to be, Okay, you did all those things, yeah. but have you ever suffered from the victim mentality? 100%. Mm-hmm. So it, there's no but like one type of person that has the victim no, mentality. No, no. no you're, we, you're, all we all do. You're
2: struggling But What we're doing, though, is, is by the way we're raising kids, generally, I'm not saying everyone, what we're doing is we're reinforcing that fact so that habit's harder to break. Yeah. That, that voice in your head that tells you you're the victim is louder mm-hmm. than someone that says, because for me, I have that. But I also am like, but I've also known what it's like when you work really hard and you take ownership, mm-hmm. the success that comes with it. I think our def- like the default, is victim. But then once you're there and you have those thoughts, which which I think are normal. Right. Okay, how are you going to react to it? Are you going to be paralyzed by it and just stay in that victim, that victim title, or are you going to say, "Ah, screw it, we're going to yeah,
1: yeah." The difference isn't that. Some people feel it, some people don't. The difference is how they respond to it. Yeah. When something happens to you, yeah. and what I wrote down is the victim mentality thinks life happens to me as opposed to for me. Yeah. And so you can, two people can be faced with the same situation, come from you know, wherever you come from, and one can say, hey, you know what, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to better myself. And another one's going to say, no, there's nothing I can do. It's just the cycle I'm in. Right. Now those are extreme examples, but there's a lot more subtle examples. Yeah, of victim mentality. A deal doesn't go your way in business, and you sit there and think, "Oh man, I worked so hard for it. Right? I deserve that. Yeah, <laughs> I deserve is one deserve. of my, my. That's one <laughs> yeah. of my most <laughs> to Say that. that <laughs> yeah, I, I, I cringe every time I hear I deserve. And and yeah. I haven't always been like that. I used mm. to say that. I, and, mm. In fact, my dad broke me out of saying that. You don't mm. deserve anything. Right. You're given everything. Right. It's what you do with it. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the best lessons. I mean, he's taught me a ton, but that's one of the best lessons is we're not deserving of anything, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's the victim, the victim mentality. Yeah, yeah. The headlines are, you know, pay for my education or, you know, uh, the color of my skin. So I, the, the white man's always going to hold me down. That's right. the, that's what gets to the headlines. Those are the mm. big victim mentality. Yeah. Mm. But I tell you what, I struggle with it daily in a lot more subtle ways. And I've talked about it before. I see, I look around at my friends, I see they're doing well. Why can't I have that? Mm-hmm. What do they have that I don't? That's a victim mentality.
0: Yeah, but I, look, we can talk about the victim mentality all we want, but there are certain things that are just natural, that's innate in us. It just happens. It's just who we are as human beings, right? Your jealousy is a part of that, right? Uh, being the victim is a part of that or playing that role. Again, it's the timeline. It's like, how long are you going to sit in this? One of the things that like in football, in the NFL, we call it the 24-hour rule. Mm -hmm. You get your ass kicked on Sunday, you got 24 hours to get over it. So you're going to lose that game. Next morning, you're going to watch all the film. You're going to be critical of everything you did, Tyler. Didn't do this. You didn't, you know, Get that that middle linebacker out of the hole. You, just, you had took the wrong step. Every little thing. And it sucks, man. Mm-hmm. It sucks going through that whole situation. Then you go out after you watch all the film. You go outside. And then you jog and you try to get loose again. And then you huddle up and you break the huddle. And what they say? All right, move on. 24-hour move on. rule.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's gone. And that's a great parameter because what I want people to hear is that we all – it's okay – if your first initial thought is to think like a victim, yeah. that's totally natural. Yeah. But what do you choose to do with it beyond yeah. that? That's the issue at hand that we're talking that's about. Right. And the NFL has a very tangible, like you just mentioned, or any college, whoever, 24 hour rule. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna give yourself a certain amount of time and then you're gonna move on. Yeah. So has the victim, the quote unquote victim mentality, maybe it's just because I'm more aware of it now, has this always been a thing? When you were growing up, Absolutely. was was that a term that was commonly used?
0: No, the term
1: wasn't used. The
0: victim mentality term wasn't used. I I always looked at it as just growing up where I grew up. It was you know, you know I was poor. I was born into this. Uh, I didn't have a father that was. My mother and father weren't together. I saw that just throughout the neighborhood. Most of most of the parents were just moms raising their kids. It's just hey you know, man, I wish we didn't have, you know, professional athletes or doctors
1: coming back into the neighborhood. And, and guess what? Every single one of those things you didn't choose. No, they happened to you. Yes. So you totally justified, at least initially to think, why me? Yeah. Well, no one's giving us
0: anything. We, you know, I have to go to work. I'm 12 years old and I have to go with my uncles to go pick up carpet somewhere. And, Baba, it's hot as hell. I gotta walk from school. I can't even. I don't have a car. I don't have. I mean, do my teacher suck? My they, teacher, you know. my teachers don't like me. Yeah, uh, the color of my skin or whatever. Man. I mean, I, there were there were so many things that that, that you could've, I could have played into. And there were times where I'll be honest, man, there were times where I was like, what the, you know, what the fuck. Like, you know, these guys are, you know, totally they get breaks. I'm watching it on TV. People get these breaks and blah, blah, blah. And that's just a part of it. But then after a while, you sit there and you go, and it was my mother who was always the one telling us, like, ain't nobody gonna give you shit. And I always tell you guys the same thing. I say it all the time. Ain't nobody gonna love you like you. And if you wanna sit there and play the role of the victim, and think that someone's going to come on and put on a cape and and say the day. That shit ain't happening. It's, it's it's in you. You press, you press restart or reset, and then you have to go. I mean, you can't rely on other people to to help you get through the process. So I don't care what it is. I don't care what the obstacle is. It doesn't start with them giving you. Mm-hmm. It starts with you hitting the button.
1: Yeah, it's it's a balance, right? and uh, you need people, yeah, but you can't solely rely on people, you if that makes sense. You can't solely rely sense? on people. And, and, yeah.
0: and let's just think about it. all the obstacles that some of the great people of our, our generation, I've always been a fan of Muhammad Ali. Well, Muhammad Ali was undefeated for a long time, ended up losing to Joe Frazier his first fight, you know, like his first losses against Joe Frazier. Did he just sit on his ass and say, I ain't the greatest? Came back out like months later, said, I'm the greatest ever. We're going to have a rematch and I'm going to beat his ass, right? Mm. It's just you had those obstacles. Mark Cuban was around here for years in this Dallas market pushing uh, broadcast.com, something, you know, trying to raise money in, in, from investors and was told no probably a thousand times. Did he sit there on his damn hands Mm -hmm. and sulk? Mm -hmm. Probably did the first time or the first few times, but he kept going. Mm -hmm. You have to continue to push forward.
1: Let's all three, Tyler, start with you. What is a tangible example where you've had the victim mentality? Either recently, in Mm -hmm. the past, whatever. Pick an example that people can relate to. Yeah, so you
2: just said something born into this. I think that's one that we all have used. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, no, like you look at somebody that their parents had a company and then they passed mm-hmm. it down to them or their parents were genetically gifted and they just yeah. were born into that, you know, like it was just different. And, and I mean, there's, there's many times that, that I just sit and instead of thinking in my mind, okay, I want to go create, a, you know, something. I want to create a product, a company, a service, whatever it is. I want to go create something and build something. It's like I look at other people like, oh, Man, his dad just passed down his development company, man. It must be nice. Or Mm. construction company. Oh, he just bought a construction company that his grandpa started. Must be nice. Like so many times it instead I I get paralyzed. It's like, well, I just I was I was born into this. Like I was just born to be a worker. My dad was a Mm -hmm. worker. My grandpa's were workers. Like that's just what I'm I'm born into. That's who I am. You gotta stop and you gotta catch yourself. I was also born into a family that no one has ever graduated college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't, that. I didn't know yeah. that actually. Yeah. And so I was also born into, you know, not athletes. I mean, no offense to my yeah. family. I mm-hmm. love my family, but none of them were athletes. I played at the highest level in football. So it's like, <sighs> you're born into something. You're born into a family, but that's it. That's your family, right? Your family, your genetics, your heritage that does not dictate your future. That does not dictate your limitations. And I get so often, even, even after reaching those, it's like, ah, oh, man, must be nice. I want to yeah. build something for my kids, you know? And then it's like, you snap out of it and it's like, okay, what beast am I going to feed, right? Am I going to feed the, the beast of a victim or mm-hmm. am I going to feed the beast of going and getting it, mm-hmm. right? And being self-reliant. And I say self-reliant because, you know, I'm huge on team, people right. around you. I'm not saying you got to do it by yourself, like F the world. It's like- Okay, if I'm gonna if I want to cre- create something, and I wanna I want to do something. Then I've got to set the stage and I got to go do it, and then put the people around. Right. But it's, sorry, uh, no, no,
1: no it's all right. On. No, it's the same. It's, I, you it's just said something earlier that was like so good. I want to, yeah, yeah, ahead. no,
2: and, and and that's it. So tell me how good I am. What did I say?
1: Well, what you said earlier it hit me a little different. And if you hadn't listened to Tyler's story, I believe it was episode four or five. I forget what it's called. The Green Couch was the episode title. One of the very first episodes we did. But something you just said, I didn't come from a family of athletes, and so you could have very, and you ended up playing in the NFL for seven years. You blew the statistic mm-hmm. of the average, and yet you come from a family that nobody ever graduated college, and nobody ever, nobody was an athlete. What do you mean by nobody was an athlete? Nobody had collegiate experience. I'm, that's correct. I'm, I'm. Yeah, that's correct. I was and in so, the same boat. Were you really okay? So yeah, let's finish with him, and let's get to your example. But the point is, you played longer than anybody. You could have easily said, "Well, nobody else in my family's ever done it, so I can't do it." Yeah, because you didn't get to the league immediately. You had to go through years mm. of working your way up. Yeah, because my example is the opposite of yours. But let's get to yours first, Darren. What's your example of
2: victim mentality? Victim mentality. Uh,
0: I would say coming out of coming out of high school and myself and a good friend of mine named Felipe Sparks played on the Maryville High team. And we were a good football team, man. Really good team. And Felipe, hands down, probably the best player in the state. Mm. Hands down. Best athlete. Did every damn thing. He he was just a tremendous player. And I remember waking up Saturdays. Because you know, on Saturdays, you go back then we had the newspaper. We didn't have...
1: You know, oh yeah, looking at the stat lines. You yeah. look you're at
0: you the news. Looking at the box bro. scores, looking at the box yeah. scores, and seeing where the articles are. And Felipe or myself. Why don't you man. just check Twitter? Yeah. yeah, I wish. But we, you know, you look at you start looking at your stat. Like I've had games where I've had six touchdowns, four or five, nothing. Felipe's
2: picture. Felipe's
0: of him. nothing. Yeah. Same. Oh, serious. Same. Felipe, because we were the West Side kids. Mm-hmm. We weren't getting that pub. Now, you go out in the outskirts and the, and the burbs, kid has a couple touchdowns, blah, blah, blah. They're writing these stories on them. And it was easy to have – like, for me, it was that victim mentality because we're black. Because mm-hmm. we're from West Side Boys. Yeah, We ain't getting this and we're not getting that. And scouts aren't coming in. And that's that was the feel, man. That was the feel. Because I, I remember playing against some of the other guys going – that dude is sorry. I mean, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like really? Mm -hmm. Like, and then it was like a, a a mean streak when you played against a guy who was getting all the pub because you wanted to bury him. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and show everybody, but that was the victim mentality and it burned, uh, in me. And I, that's the one I can always remember because I just felt like being overlooked and I'm a little different Tyler. I think one of the things that you you said is there's two different streams. Which one do you want to feed? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, do you want to be the victim or do you want to be that one that's like, you know, the go-getter, go getter, go getter, go get. Yeah. I'm vigilant and there's like there should be a, a middle ground, but I'm real. I've become vigilant as a kid to say, all right, now this ain't team. There ain't nothing about team. Because the team, yeah, a team likes you. I mean, they want your, your buddies. They want the best for you. But in the end, in the very end, if your ass ain't pulling your weight, I'm not going to be the weakest link. And, I, and that's what I'm saying. It's okay to have that extreme mentality. It mm-hmm. is. It is. I mean, if that's what it takes for you to get off your ass and to stop wallering around, have an extreme mentality to say, I'm going to take it to another level. Right now, Ben, you have an extreme mentality as it, as it <laughs> pertains to this podcast. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And you shouldn't feel guilty about that. Oh, I don't. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of people out there that are probably going to be listening. and Oh, this happened. Or there are kids out there that, you know, this has happened. And I was playing baseball and COVID. But, oh, dude, look. Mm-mm. Don't rely on someone else. That's right.
2: Because and to your point, and I was I was watching. Uh, so Brandon Marshall, former teammate, uh, client client of ours, um, just dropped a new show on Fox Sports, talk, Path to the Draft. And so he's got a House of Athlete, and he trains all these athletes. Well, the first episode was just last week, and one of the guys was speaking to the the, the upcoming draft class, oh, mm-hmm. and uh, and and he says, "Hey, listen, when you come in." For you to make this team, you got to take food off of someone else's plate. Yep. So just realize, and that was the first thing because I remember Matt Roth. I don't know if you remember Matt Roth played for the Cleveland Browns as a linebacker, big meathead dude called me Snowflake. Dude's <laughs> <laughs> face. face, you <laughs> fight him straight up. He's like, "What's up, Snowflake?" <laughs> did you fight him? But literally, my first day in the locker room, sitting there just scared <laughs> as hell in the Cleveland Browns locker room, and he walks up, he goes, "Hey, what's up, Snowflake?" Um, uh, just. Just want just to let you know, uh, you try to do some of that, like, extra shit, <laughs> I'm going to put you down. Right. And he's a big dude, right? right? And I'm like, is there Joe Thomas sitting? Literally, I don't, I don't know why they put me next to Joe Thomas, but I'm sitting next to Joe Thomas. He goes, hey, look, man, I know this is your, your first time in a league, but here's what you got to understand is, are you worried about putting food on your family's table That's or right. his? Yep. How you practice, the only thing that you can tr- control is yourself. And do not let him take food off of your table. That's right. Do not be the victim to him. Don't. Right. So again, it's not relying. And and to your point, it's like nobody is going to do anything for you. Right. And once you realize that, once you realize that, and I love you both. But mm-hmm. guess what? If it comes down to it, you picking your family over me. You're picking Absolutely. your family one hundred percent of the time. Yeah. You're picking your family one hundred percent of the time. And I love you guys mm-hmm. for that. I'll pick my family over mm-hmm. you guys one hundred and ten percent of the time. I'm heartbroken.
1: You but, can't pick your family more <laughs> than me.
2: Over me. But 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 that's the reality. And once you accept that and once you understand that nobody else ultimately controls you. It's mm-hmm. totally up to you. That's when you can approach these situations and say, "Okay. That's fine. Okay, it's up to me. And I'm not going to let my circumstances, my environment, the the, my friends, my family, anybody dictate it. And I am no longer under your control. You know where the biggest problem is
0: all, as well as the waste of time, the time that's wasted being the victim. Like not only, okay, I get it. Like something happens, you're going to wallow in it for a little while or whatnot. And it's going to be a, an issue. Mm-hmm. We all go through it. We all, it may take you a day. It may take you, you know, bombing a test, Elizabeth profit. And then three <laughs> days later, it takes you to finally get over it. Right. It may take you a while to do that, but, it's not so much of that. Sometimes it's the fact that how your mind, the negativity takes you to a different place well, and you, so you
2: start wasting time. What it is, right, is it this, this victim mentality takes you to this fantasy land, yes. this fantasy yes. land of, oh, man, what would it be like if it, if it was different instead mm-hmm. of what will it be like when it's different? Or how will it be yeah. when I make it different? Wow, you and, it. I mean, it's it's think about. It. I, we've all thought yeah. it. Right? Yes, absolutely. Hey, what would it be like if I won the lottery? Yeah. What would I spend yeah. my money on? What does that thought process, that visualization, right? What does that contribute to you? Uh, going and earning that money right right and it's it, it's the visualization of like okay hey picture yourself hitting that home run picture yourself making that catch making that tackle making that read okay there's there's value in it right. but it's value when you apply it to a tangible effort that you can make yeah, not something that is out of your control exactly. so this fantasy land that we spend all this time in is man what would it be like and if that's what different? i was trying to get i'm glad you said that time. that's what i was trying to get to as a kid is that
0: I was living in that fantasy yeah. land. When I was, in, when I was yeah. in that victim, had the victim mentality, yeah. I was living in that same world. And it was just a, you know, it, I had to wake up and go, that's was a waste of freaking time. Yeah. I mean, for years, what like,
1: you know, this happened for a
0: couple of days. Yeah. I, I wasted a lot of time wishing that things were yeah. different. Yeah, yeah.
1: wasted time. That, yeah. Uh, that hits home to me. My biggest and most tangible example. We've talked about it a little bit before, but I had the goal of playing in the NFL. And my last year playing football in college, it looked like that dream was going to come true. Had scouts talking every single week. like that, it was, I was on the path. And then game eight, what happens? I tear my ACL. Now, looking back on it, the reality is had I been a better prospect, that wouldn't have taken me out. At the time, though, what's my thought? Man, I would be where I want to be if it wasn't for this knee injury. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so I spent, you say wasted time. I spent literally years. I'm not talking days. I'm not talking months. I spent years wishing things were different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That happened to me in 2011. I probably didn't get over it till 14 or 15. Years wasted wishing things were different. Mm-hmm. And what did that do? That translated poorly to my marriage. The first year my marriage was rough. Mm-hmm. Ask my wife. It was a rough time because of my mental state. Yeah. I was so, and I don't use this word lightly, I was so depressed that I wasn't where I thought I was going to be mm-hmm. that I started projecting it to other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I played a, I was a terrible husband our first year, second year, because my mind was still stuck in what could have been. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize until three years, four years, thank God for my wife being so patient with me, that that, that mentality served me nothing. Mm-hmm. And what did I do in fourteen fifteen? I transformed my mentality to be one. I'm never, ever, ever going to fail again. Mm. If I have a goal, I'm going to accomplish it no matter what. And if I don't accomplish it, I'm not going to consider it a failure because I'm just going to pivot to something else. Yeah. Mm. I consider that first goal a failure yeah. because of the way I responded to it. Yes. And now I've flipped the dial, and you guys make fun of me all the time. I flipped the dial pretty extreme the other way to <laughs> eleven. No, no. <laughs> Turn it to eleven. But that's what shaped me was that yeah. four year, three year yeah. mentality of being a victim, yeah, and wishing I was in a different situation. Mm-hmm. And so, Darren, you nailed it, man. It's it is life taking to live this way, and mm-hmm. I, I say that from all experience. I'm not saying this judgmentally. Like, quit being a victim. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. exactly what it feels like to live years of your life as a victim yeah, or too. what I thought was a victim. That's right. And it didn't happen until, you know, three years later that I was no, like, no, this is up to me. And, I'm yes, I need help around me, of course, but what's sitting here wallowing wishing what could have been going to do for me? Right. I need right. to make a change. Yeah. And so that was a very tangible example in my life. What about – today for you guys little daily things yeah. where do you play the where do you see yourself playing the victim today in daily things uh you know
0: you know i'm simple as far as business because when i when we lose when i when I lose I mean, anything i'm serious i'm so competitive in all things it's like of course i'm looking like okay whose fault was it <laughs> that's the first thing you want to say <laughs> the first thing you say is whose fault was it yeah. right mm-hmm. and You sit in that for a little bit and you go, okay, look, then you have to take that mentality of, okay, it's no one's fault. It's on me. It's on me. I got to figure it out, right? But I've always had that that mentality of, you know, of sitting there and then having to step back and think about things. Because it's easy for me to have, and I think it's easy for everyone, but I think it's easy, you know, for me to have, because I'm in so many different investment deals, to think about, okay, you know, whose fault was this? Whose fault was that? And then play the role of the victim but and, and, and those type of things. That happens on a day-to-day basis. I would say this. I, I don't want to change the, the, your question, but one of the things is what I see and what's so disheartening is when you watch parents play that victim role and then they pass it on mm-hmm. to their kids. Keep going. And – that's one thing that I, I'll start with me. I don't know how many times I've been at my house and when my kids are, are coming up, I'd be saying, you know, you know, I've had this negative connotation or go back and forth and to be really negative. My kids are sitting there watching. It's bullshit, dude. Yeah. Cause I'm I'm basically pushing down that seed. Our job as parents are to guide our kids and to be the positive light in our kids.
1: Get off that we're going to keep going down this road. What benefit, uh, think logically, what benefit is there? to pass along to your kids that they're always going to be behind. They're
2: always watching. Let's continue to just, let's describe it. Everyone knows these people. And unfortunately, whether it's, in school and your kid misbehaves it's not your kid's fault oh, yes yeah, and the parents go that. in and it's it's a teacher's fault because you know they didn't talk to him respectfully enough or they can't discipline him that's my kid you it's whether it's on a sports field oh coach didn't play you enough the coach doesn't like you the coach yeah. needs we're going to another team yeah. we're going to move to another school because you need playing time because you're going to be a you're, you're going to be a top first round prospect and it, like it is reinforced everywhere with parents yeah. now yeah. because now we're living through our kids and we now put that victim mentality on our kids yeah. and they don't have accountability whereas and I was lucky enough that my dad took a really hands-off approach he was there and he supported but it was very much like hey bud you sleep in the bed that you make mm-hmm. it's whatever you do look if you get in trouble at school I'm not going in to fight for you my dad always told me if you ever get arrested Don't Don't call call me. me.
0: Yeah. Don't call me.
2: You're going (laughs) to sleep. But now I just see it more and more as I see the parents out there bailing their kids out, reinforcing the idea that, no, 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 it's not your fault. It's their fault. It's their, it's not the actions. It's not you cussing out your teacher. It's not you punching another kid. It's not all these things that you did. It's, it's not your fault. You know, they didn't put you in a, in a setting that was congruent to your learning behavior. Right. No, like, and, and it, and it gets me boiling. Yeah. When and because I mean I know we all know a ton of teachers out there, right? Yeah. And their job is harder than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And and because as parents, we need to do a better job of teaching our kids to take ownership and not be the victim, and don't reinforce it, and you don't make them the victim. Exactly. You got something to say over there, prophet?
3: Yes. Because
2: you I see, just, you saw it in tennis. You play I saw a, it in tennis. You, but you play I have a sport. A
3: more recent reason, but in tennis, you know, I had a, I have a really bad temper. And in tennis, I used to throw my rackets, breaking rackets, and my mom used to get on me about it. And then I realized, like, if I lost a match and I had a bad attitude, it's because I personally did not prepare enough to play that match. Right. Mm -hmm. And if I ever lost a match as I got older, it was either they were too too good that day or, you know, I just didn't play my best. And so that kind of helped tame the anger down. But a more recent reason is I remember I called my mom, and you know, if something happens, I call her like, Oh, can you give me some money? Da, 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 da. And it got to the point where she was like, No, you need to figure it out on your own. And then it just made me so upset one day, I was like, Fine, I will figure it out on my own. So, you know, I worked my butt off, I got all these tennis lessons and this, 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 and it started to take away from my studies. And so I bombed my finance test mm-hmm, yesterday.
0: Yep, yes you and did.
3: I called <laughs> okay, dear and grandpa. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I called my mom up in tears because I'm like I I bombed my test, I'm three weeks from graduating, I don't know what I'm going to do, I need tutors, I can't afford to pay for the tutors on my own, and she said, I'll pay for the tutors, I'll pay, you don't need to work all those jobs, you know, I'll give you the money, and I'm like, really, you're going to give me the money? She said, I wanted you to learn how to do everything on your own, Mm -hmm. I didn't want you to keep relying on me, and I was like, oh, okay i see it that's and
1: that that's a that's a gold parenting example right there because how easy it would have been for your mom to just say i got to do this for my daughter i don't want to see her fail yeah but your mother understood no i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm not gonna let her completely drown but i'm gonna i'm gonna see what she's made of here so that's a cool example by your mother there that's awesome
2: but we don't see that enough yeah yeah Yeah.
1: tough love we we have a bubble around. well do we I, i don't know do we or does the mentality we're talking about just get the headlines do most parents you know personally how do they react? how do they raise their children most parents you know personally because that's another victim yeah, mentality. We see the I'll headlines this, and we I'll think say, that's everything.
2: You know, I think we're all, we're obviously attracted to like minded people, right? We mm-hmm. spend our time with like minded people. And parenting, there's different. Like we have friends that parent very different than Tiffany and I do. But like minded, there's there's something about it, and there's a reason why we choose to spend our limited amount of time with other people is because okay, like we can learn something from you you know, we want to pour into you, but we also want you to pour into us. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. So I would say to your, to your point, I think a lot of parents that I'm around, um, especially kind of having moved to a different community that's a little bit more blue collar. Um, there's, there's definitely less of that. They let their kids fail. They, Mm -hmm. they let them take ownership and accountability for their actions. Probably more than I see parents not.
1: Yeah. What about you, Darren? What what's your personal experience? I see a lot more parents
0: making excuses for their kids. Just today,
1: where you grew up, both, both, Both. yeah,
0: both. I just think in today's world, I think it's more so that you make excuses for your kids. Well, you know, Timmy struck out three times. Well, he didn't
1: have hitting lessons this week. So Let's be honest. You I do hang do. out with a different tax bracket than we do. No, no,
0: no. I'm not saying just that. I'm just saying all the way across the board. You know, little Damien, you know, cussed out the teacher at school. Well, the teacher said this. Like yeah. you're making these excuses for your kids. Maybe it's your kid just a badass kid. Maybe it's just that you're a badass parent. Maybe it's that you're just Reach. so negative that yeah. little Damien, you know goes off on people because he sees the negativity in within your own home. Maybe it's because you don't want to provide a better education because you feel like you're the victim to the way society has put you in this place. And you don't even think education is a big deal. Di- you, know, you know, there's so many things that that's, that's the problem I've always had with this, this mentality, this victim mentality because the kids aren't, I mean, it's not the kid's fault. They're just learning what they see, right? They're coming up in a situation because they're looking at their parents, looking up to you. Cooper's looking up to you. He's watching you every single day. How do you react when wit says something to you? He watches you every single day. When you fail at something, Tyler, you don't think... Your little boy sitting there watching you, like, okay, what's his reaction going to be? And I'm the same way, man. It's our job as parents to stop the victim mentality, yeah, and stop allowing our kids to feed off of that. It's our job to make it to where, hey, look, I got to have, I got to bring this positive light. I got to bring the positive light, mm-hmm. and we just got to recognize it.
2: And recently, you asked really recently, what are some tangible things that you can do, you know, to kind of help? is when you I think we've talked about it multiple occasions when you just recognize what it is that's the first step right if you recognize it okay am I being the victim or am I being a champion what what yeah. which one am I which one am I being okay if I'm being a victim okay and for me recently and, and very recently <clears throat> taking the mindset of okay if something really crappy happened it sucks but what am I going to learn from it how is it mm-hmm. going to build calluses so that next time I take it better. If you look at it that way and okay, how I'm going to be on the other side of this is stronger than I was when I came into it. And if you just recognize that, that deflates that victim, that victim ego that comes Mm -hmm. in. Cause it all, it all comes down to ego, right? Right. Because it really does, right? A victim mentality says that I deserve better, but I'm not getting it. Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. you don't suppress that ego, shut that ego up and Go do what you got to do to get what you need to get. Like you said, nobody owes you anything. Nobody owes anyone anything on this planet. You were born and you're accountable to yourself. Mm -hmm. And then the offspring that you create and your spouse. But if if you let the ego take control and and say, oh, I deserve this or I deserve that or "I, I should be doing this or I should be doing that or I should have this or should have that, that's the ego playing up the victim card, and then all it does is paralyze you. Mm-hmm. But if you take it and you say, okay, I'm in this situation. Where am I at? What am I going to learn from it? Then what that does is that flips it over and says, okay, look, I, I do need to learn. I do need to learn how to lose that deal right. and take that with grace and then handle that, that prospect that didn't hire us, and I'm going to catch them on the next round because I handled this the right way. Or, hey, I, I got fired from a job. I'm going to say, hey, thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm going to learn from this, and I'm going to be better. And guess what? Comes around, there may be an opportunity back at that company, maybe even in a higher position, after you go learn something somewhere else. Right. So again, if you take it like, look, this is an opportunity to get stronger, to get smarter, and to be more resilient,
1: yeah. look at it that mm-hmm. way. And
2: that, and that really starts to alleviate the victim mentality.
1: Yeah, what I, what I tell myself, and this, this may not be for everybody, but me personally, what I tell myself is, People from far worse have accomplished a lot more yeah. than whatever it is I'm after. Somebody who's in a much worse situation is than I than I am or was than I am has accomplished exactly what I'm after, so why can't I? Uh-huh. And that may not – not everybody may agree with that, but that's that's what keeps me going. Final thoughts, final words of encouragement. Think of a person that you want to speak to right now. Give that person some advice. Whatever example you want to think of, mm-hmm. give that person some advice as we wrap this up. 100%
2: uh, to my boys. No, and my girls. Two, two different trains of thought. Um, to my girls is that they're strong, they're powerful, and they, they were created to be leaders. Do not let you know, your gender your um uh your geographic location your athletic ability your skill set don't let any of that dictate your value because you are no less but you're also no more than anyone else so go out and get it And to my boys look you got to go fight for everything you got to go be the protector you got to go you got to go be a leader and you got to be the example and, I, and be the example and not just being masculine and strong in this, but you also got to be the example of how to love, right? And and how to serve other people. Yeah. So do not do not let anyone dictate your future. You are in control of it, and you have people on your team that will help you get there. Love yeah. that. Yeah, Baron, what about nice. you? Who are you talking to?
0: Uh, my C5 kids, C5 Foundation, those kids. Uh, inner city kids, uh, mom's raising them. Grandma's raising them, raising them. Uh, don't have a lot of hope. Uh, living in extreme poverty. Uh, I would say to them, get off your, your butts. I can't say that word. Get off when your When When is butts. that ever stopped you?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: get off your butts. <laughs> put your book, put your your face in that book. Read. Be disciplined. Listen. Just listen and be hungry. I I, I just want these kids to be hungry and know that, you know, first of all, God's got a plan for them. Mm -hmm. They just got got to want it and know that there are no handouts. There's nobody that's going to come and save you. Um, Nothing falling out of the sky. There's no tree that you can shake that's going to give you money. You go and go. Get it.
1: Love it. Yeah, I want to encourage the person, the guy or girl, who's in a situation where they didn't expect to be. Maybe a plan failed or they didn't reach a goal, and they're not in a stage of life where they thought they were going to be because that's me, and I'm talking to myself here. I just want to encourage that person to let that go. And it's hard, and it takes time, but let that disappointment go because ultimately it starts today. mm Whatever it is you're after in the future, it starts today. It doesn't serve you well to dwell on the past and to dwell on what could have been. It starts today, whatever you're after. Like you said, Darren, go get it.
2: So, that honestly, that sparks something that that I think is so important is always bet on yourself. Yes. Yeah. Always bet on yourself. And you know how you, you can trust yourself enough is you put in the work beforehand so that you know, hey, I put in the work. I can do this. I'm going to bet on myself. Yeah. Yep. Always bet on yourself. Yeah.
1: Subscribe on YouTube, The Darren Woodson Show. Uh, we're on Instagram, The Darren Woodson Show. We're on Twitter. Darren's got his personal Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Tyler and I do too, but we're not as active. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was told by a social media guy, uh, yeah, he's a hammer, you're a ball peen. <laughs> he's a sledgehammer. Yeah, just, just stay on that side of the table, and <laughs> Darren and I are talking. Yeah. Interact with us, subscribe, and all the yeah. podcasts. Yeah. The main thing we're after is interaction. Yes. Yes. Tell us what y'all want to hear. Yeah. What topics do you want us to discuss? What guests do you want us to bring on? Yeah. We're just winging it, man. Yeah, we need yeah. your help. And honestly, <laughs> like we're
2: not the experts in every field. We're, we're bringing on experts in a lot of these fields. But guess what? We will be honest with you, and and we'll be transparent. And yeah. if there's anything that y'all want to hear from us or talk to us about, we're yeah, here. I agree. Just be a part of the show.
0: Yep. If we want you.
2: So grateful. Yep. See you guys Friday.
0: Yep.